This podcast is intended as entertainment for grown-ups and to spread awareness of 826LA, a nonprofit writing and tutoring center for children ages 6 to 18. Visit 826LA.org for a full schedule of 826LA's events and programs, including the Time Travel Mart, with locations in Echo Park and Mar Vista, California. And now, a special appearance by the Marquis de Sade. Bonsoir, mes amis, c'est moi, the Marquis de Sade. Hello, uh, I have traveled back to my time from the time when I was uh, forward in time to speak with Wells all about this and that and my work as some writer. But then I have gone back in time and just want to give you a quick update. Uh, quickly, if you have heard my story and sort of wonder what happened to that guy. Well, it's easy enough to go back and read about it because it was in the past. But I want to give you an update about me from maybe you don't read about it because I go back in time from Speak With Wells there at Upright Citizens Theatre and whatnot and told everybody I have been in a time machine. I have come forward. I have spoken in the past tense about my work and my life because from a time when I am long dead. And I am sorry to say that from telling everybody about this story about me, I was immediately thrown, as I so very often in my lifetime have been, into a hospital for people with broken brains. And uh, there did I spend quite a while, until I was able to escape by uh, poisoning some people and dressing up like the people I poisoned and saying, Good night, I've had a good day at work today at the hospital of broken brains and going about my business before they figure it out. But, so anyway, that's what happened. My point of it, if there is a point to this story, is if you ever go in time to some place, whether it's forwards or it's backwards, when you get home and people say, where have you been? Don't tell them the truth because they will think you have a broken brain. Simply say, uh, I have been to uh, the market or some place that, uh, that you will go. I don't want to tell you a place type of place you go. Anyway, so that's the story I wanted to share with you before introducing this here thing that you're about to listen to. Enjoy this. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Dead Authors Podcast, Appendix H. Philip K. Dick and Hunter S. Thompson. That's for you to enjoy, and I hope that you do. Entered the shower. While he ran warm water over his body, he meditated. The robot psych tester had showed his mind was severely disturbed, but that could have been the result rather than the cause of the experience. He had started to tell friendly about it, but he had stopped. How could he expect anyone to believe a story like that? He shut off the water and reached out for one of the towels on the rack. The towel wrapped around his wrist, yanking him against the wall. Rough cloth pressed against his mouth and nose. He fought wildly, pulling away. All at once, the towel let go. He fell, sliding to the floor, his head striking the wall. Stars shot around them, then violent pain. Sitting in a pool of warm water, Hall looked up at the towel rack. The towel was motionless now, like the others with it. Three towels in a row, all exactly alike, all unmoving. Had he dreamed it? He got shakily to his feet, rubbed his head, careful of avoiding the towel rack. He edged out of the shower into his room. He pulled a new towel from the dispenser in a gingerly matter. It's 
seemed normal. He dried himself and began to put his clothes on. His belt got him around the waist and tried to crush him. It was strong. It had reinforced metal links to hold his leggings and gun. He and his belt rolled silently on the floor, struggling for control. The belt was like a furious metal snake, whipping and lashing at him. At last, he managed to get his, his hand around his blaster. He had once, at once, the belt let go. He blasted it out of existence, then threw himself down in a chair, gasping for breath. (laughs) (laughs) Phil, are you all right over there? Would you, would you like a hand? Just, just a second, ladies and gentlemen. Put, uh, put this little fellow back in here. Perhaps he can keep order. Try that. Thanks, H.G. Took uh, you a while to help a guy in trouble. I, it's, it seemed like you had a pretty good handle on it. I mean, that, that book is no belt. Now, uh, speaking of accessories... Uh, that's, how, that's why the wildings went on, folks. People just... Someone else will take care of it. So if, let, let that be a lesson to you, ladies and gentlemen. If you see someone being attacked by a book, do something. Yeah. At least call the police. Now, uh, speaking of accessories, uh, it's uh, quite, a, quite, quite a smart uh, chapeau you have there. Phil, uh, it's making me hungry for popping corn. Oh. Thanks. It's, uh, What's the... Uh, oh, it's a rim. This keeps the sun out. Not, uh, not, uh, not, not so much the, uh, the, the brim that I, was, uh, that I was inquiring about, but sort of the, the shinier parts of your hat. Oh, yeah. This, this is just to keep the god out, you know, the satellites. The God or the, or the satellites? Well, God is a satellite. No, of course he is. Yes. Vast active living uh, uh, intelligence system. That's, that's what God is. Well, I, I just assumed. What do you think God is? Oh, the guy no, with the beard? I, uh, no. That's logical. <laughs> At least mine makes sense. You certainly got me there. Yeah. Uh, Phil, are you ready to, uh, to welcome our next author to the oh, panel? Oh, let's bring him out. Maybe no. you'll have some speed. I... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this drunken drug addict is perhaps best remembered as a beloved cartoon character. Please welcome, if you will, Hunter S. Thompson. Making his way, it seems. Oh, I think I see a piece of him. Here he comes. Here he comes. Yes. Over here. Hunt. There we go. Just have a seat. Mr. Wells, I have to announce you have a bar. That reminds me of Hubert Humphrey's campaign train. <laughs> I do. I do appreciate your manners and remembering to first. Put your cinder block down before helping yourself to a beer. When a man has traveled through space and time, when a man has traveled... Jesus Christ, what is this contraption? When a man has traveled through space and time, 
Uh, he needs something to ground himself. He may start with the uh, he may start with the ancient Greeks, Heraclitus. Moving on to Socrates, it'll take him a few hours before he's on the Tesla and things horrors like Richard Nixon. <laughs> Did you enjoy the trip? What kind of a question? What kind of a question is that? <laughs> Not to enjoy about it. Preliminary question. <laughs> Well, the trip is, trip is simply a motion from one state to another. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to know uh, how, how you enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, it was quite... In- oh, of course. Well, I'll well, put it this way. It wasn't... It was no campaign trail. You just went to serve it. This was nothing like Milwaukee uh, on the McGovern campaign trail, I'll say that. Milwaukee is a city owned by old Germans who farm it out with all the work to old Polacks. Hi, Hunter. Oh, Philip K. Dick, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. It's a veritable uh, initial party up in this uh, piece. Uh, so you're saying that uh, traveling through space and time was uh, not quite as exciting as the McGovern presidential campaign. There was a time when you, we, five years after that, when you can go out into a steep hill in Las Vegas and look west, and if with the right kind of eyes, you can just see the whole wave crushing right there in front of you uh, as it finally breaks and falls back. I feel as if your answers are so close to connecting with my questions, but... Let's, let's keep it simple. Um, let me ask you, uh, ask you both a question. You can answer in turn. Um, what authors have influenced you? Well, obviously. Uh, anyone else? Uh, whoever write, wrote the Bible, there was some crazy shit in there. I mean, that was some serious sci-fi. Probably a bit of a team effort. Yeah. So-called. Mr. Thompson, uh, authors who have influenced your work? Well, you start out, the cub, you start out with the cub reporters at any good city news desk. <laughs> uh, remember any names? Jack Germond was a solid journalist with a face like a pig. I'll never forget that David Broder, the dean of the Washington Press Corps, you spoke at the same... Washington Press Corps was... Uh, a man whose predictions were always correct, but convictions never were. So, uh, I'll tell you who I don't like, who oh, I please. was not influenced by. Isaac Asimov is an asshole. Oh. Now, this is quite a rivalry. Yeah. Now, what was it exactly? I call him Isaac Buttfucker. <laughs> Think about it. I move ass. Come on, it's there. <laughs> He won't soon recover from that blistering repost. He loves robots. I hate robots. But now you both write about Yeah, robots. but opposite points of view. He's all over them. I hate him. You're what? out there. Is, is Mr. Asimov that out dude. there? I don't know. Yeah. It's just a fellow. Um, Real human wouldn't have that many tattoos. Uh, 
What have you... Mr. Thompson, we, we found out that... Uh, sure, right there in the block. <laughs> found out Why that... Why are any of these Bolsheviks finding it? Good news, there aren't any anymore. <laughs> I was alive for the collapse of the Berlin Wall, if that is what your question is. You're afraid these, uh, these Bolsheviks come out of hiding to steal imported beers. Good God, man. Good God, man, or a coup d'etat to make our Busto look like uh, Edith Piaf. Second time I've heard that today. <laughs> Mr. Thompson, uh, we, we found out that Mr. Uh, Mr. Dick has uh, been to the Universal City Walk earlier today. <laughs> what have you been doing with your, with your time in the present here in 2010? Following, uh, following with all the avid... Uh, <clears throat> concentration of a sports junkie the slow demise of Christopher Hitchens I was going to go on that ride but the line was too long (laughs) and no women allowed from what I understand (laughs) now are you gentlemen familiar with each other's work we had the same dealer. I know that for a while in the in the late seventies. You're certainly contemporaries for, for for quite a long time. Did you get a chance to read each other's? Uh, well, of works course, at all? I reported from inside some of Philip's novels. <laughs> I won't argue that. How did that stack up to meeting Edwin Muskie? <laughs> nice reach. On a, on a scale of RFK, on a scale of RFK to Walter Mondale, uh, I would have to give it a Scoop Jackson. Where what's, is... what's RFK? Is that a new, new, new drug? Probably. Cool. Anyone holding any RFK in the audience this evening? Uh, Robert Fitzgerald Kennedy. About her hotel. Yeah, surely you've heard of the uh, the Kennedy family, Philip K. Dick. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in my room. I didn't <laughs> read a lot of newspapers. Not much use for them. Wise advice. Thank you. <laughs> Is there? This is a fun question. I like. Oh. Hmm. That almost went badly. Um, this is a fun question I like to ask my authors. Um, is everything all right? Do you need any, uh, any foam or anything? Are you extinguished? Um, yes, I've got a deadline for the National Desk Queries. My secretary's been holding all calls while I've been traveling up the Peru. Do you check in with her from time to time? Check in? Of course, he's 30 years dead and fired. So then no? I was checking in with her all that, all that I could until you brought me here, HG. Thank you for the interruption. Of course. I didn't expect um, that Phil would be the rational one. Phil, let me ask you... Phil, 
Well, what are your favorite things about the 21st century? Now, this is a, this is a, a time in, 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 in human history that you had uh, presaged in many ways. Right, uh, what, right. What, uh, we, we've, uh, there's some things that you were happy to see uh, that you were right about. Or is there anything that you were wrong about? Um, well, I was right about Twitter, that's for sure. <laughs> I talked a lot about the, the collective unconsciousness and uh, everyone jacking into one consciousness um, I, 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 uh, I'm following uh, Puff Tompkins, for instance, Jen uh, uh, Kirkman, um, a lot of the comedians, a lot of the old oh, comedians. Comedians, they, uh, comedians. They tell you what you do all day, and then you become you. You're in their brain, basically. Mm. You're sharing their lives with them. Well, that sounds dreadful. The Facebook, it's the same thing. You are in someone else's head, so you don't have to live. You're in their life. Now you I'm, understand? I, I'm not familiar with this Twitter. Let, uh, let me ask you this. Is it... Oh, uh, it's the thing. Well, with everything that you can do with it, please tell me there's a way you can let people know what you've been eating. Is that possible at all? Yes, exactly. If, if you live one... their life, you, you empathize. It's all about empathy. That's what, that's what separates us from robots, see? Robots, they would never write about what they eat. They don't get that that's something cool to, to talk about. What do robots write about? They, they would write and they would say, I am eating hot right now versus I am eating a hamburger. I am eating warm. I am drinking cold. They wouldn't say I'm drinking a milkshake. You see the difference? Certainly. I, I do need clarification on what this warm food is. Like a hamburger. Mm. I thought that was hot. Robot. I feel as if you're failing the robot test. <laughs> Wait a minute. Robots have been known to contribute op-ed pieces to the New York Times editorial page. <laughs> with an occasional witty letter to the editor of the Washington Post. Chat roulette, that was going to be the name of my last novel. <laughs> I saw that coming. People jacking off, other people watching it while wearing a dinosaur mask. Was that uh, really going to was be? Coming. Was that going to be the whole book? And robots. Natural mole. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Every Tom's eighth guy on chat roulette is a robot. <laughs> they masturbate with their left hand. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that sounds like a tour with the Hell's Kitchen. The Hell's Angels. <laughs> Who are known for being very good cooks. But so, what, what is it you're, uh, you're searching for there, Hunt? Searching for a lighter, that's all. A, a lighter? Oh, fresh chamber in the round? Fresh round in the chamber. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a pacifist myself, so sometimes these... Touche. It sounds like we're both playing chess with our souls. <laughs> Mr. Thompson, how do you feel about uh, modern media coverage of, uh, of politics? You, uh, you did quite a bit of that in your day. Oh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> media... There's no such thing as objective journalism, of course. The whole uh, word is a pompous contradiction in phrases, meanings. I've never seen objective journalism in my life, to this day or any other. The journalists uh, in the media are uh, dogs licking the boot of a dinosaur. 
did this dinosaur get in those boots? Well, I thought that was something that you might tell me directly. Yeah, time machine. Come on. <laughs> I, time machine doesn't time hold machine. all the answers to dinosaurs' motives for uh, suddenly, wearing, suddenly, wearing shoes. Suddenly it seems like the wizard's curtain has been pulled back. <laughs> I would pay no attention, but there's a deadline. Time machine answers most unanswerable questions. That is true. That is true. And uh, who shot? Who shot Kennedy? Time machine. (laughs) I thought it would be robots, but no. Well, robot in a time machine, not the time machine by itself. (laughs) Forgive me. Time machine doesn't kill people. People kill people. Kennedy was shot by a government conspiracy to see how easy it would be to destroy a good trip. (laughs) Did did they succeed with this uh, experiment? Yeah, they succeeded in broad daylight as brains were dashed about on the entire highway. No, not that, yes, that. (laughs) No need to revisit that unpleasantness. I meant about the, uh, the bad trip. Let me ask, uh, how do you feel uh, uh, about the influence your work has had on, uh, on uh, uh, the next generation of authors that came after you? I'll start with Mr. Thompson. Uh, uh, I'm completely unfamiliar with the influence. I have anything I've had to do since February 20th, 2005, when I posted the last report for the <coughs> status. Uh, my advice to writers is to get out of the business. I caught most of that. Mr. Dick, um, how do you feel about the influence your work has had on younger writers? Uh, show me the money, huh? Am I right, HG? <laughs> Matrix, please. Th- that was my idea. I mean, give me a fucking break. Fair is fair, uh, did those as they guys, say. You think those... Let me, this brings us to... Uh, the, oh, Inception, my idea. Please. Anything with more than one level reality, my idea. <laughs> Sex in the City 2, my idea. Intriguing. Uh, how do you feel about adaptations of your own work? <laughs> they were your idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blade Runner, pretty cool. Don't know why you called it Blade Runner. I mean, please. Was that not a reference anywhere in the book? I don't know. <laughs> well, fair My enough. My You're not on trial here. <laughs> Scanner Darkly. What the fuck was up with that movie? Some kid make that with a colored crayon or something? I'm rather fond of the movie already. We don't want to watch a cartoon. The Golden Book's adaptation of Scanner Darkly is fascinating. How's that one go? Well, it's fear and loathing in cartoon colors, Uh, with a dash of madness. And Substance D is That's how very that... much in, in demand. Oh, Jesus, he's talking. <laughs> Mr. Thompson, I, I, yes. Well, yes, it's, it's an interview format. Continue. <laughs> how cool is Substance D, by the way? How many people here would take a drug if it was just straight up called death? I mean, that's some ballsy... Round of applause? <laughs> you wanna, people. Can you imagine being at a party? Hey, man, you want a little death? Yeah. Who's going to try that? People would. This fellow, apparently. Yeah. It's just like those Canadian cigarettes, man. 
No, I'm talking. I do know what you're talking. Yes, the, the cigarettes that are called death. There's nothing. There's a skull on the uh, on the package. There's nothing like being huddled around a mirror with white powder and knowing that you can achieve a higher high by closing your lips around the cold, wet steel of uh, a drug that we call death. Indeed. Well, that should be stitched on a pillow. (laughs) A hunt. um... Watch out. Pillows will suffocate you at night. Uh, Mr. Thompson, uh, uh, you've been portrayed on film uh, a number of times. How, How do you feel about that? Well, uh, Bill Murray is a friend of mine. Uh, uh, Johnny Depp is a wonderful kid. Uh, I don't look that good, and he doesn't talk that well. How did you feel about the character in uh, the the comic strip Doonesbury being uh, based on you? Uh, It's it's appropriate, of course, uh, that I would be remembered in the Reagan years as a ghost or a haunter of panels of cartoons, the Rorschach of the real world, the political scene. Is that a reference to the, uh, the comic book Watchmen? Yes, of course. It was one of the best. Oh, you're familiar with... Uh, what are you reading these days? Well, these days I'm reading uh, the Huffington Post, of course. <laughs> I love catching up with the new sections of the Huffington Post. <laughs> oh, what they will be... Uh, the new section, because they've already covered news. Uh, HuffPost travel, uh, HuffPost uh, dogs... I want to see HuffPost movie reviews. Uh, HuffPost, do your socks fit? I'm sorry, is a HuffPost a post that's pouting? What is that? Uh, Huffington Post, Ariana Huffington, an evil Greek whore. (laughs) With a face like a Bloomingdale's mannequin. No brand names, please. Don't trust mannequins. Huffington <laughs> Post music. Huffington Post poetry. Did you see that uh, the video of the French dad who uh, eats the flan? Makes his daughter cry. Oh, no, I haven't. It's on the Huffington Post. I'm sorry. All I've watched is Charlie bit me in a continuous loop. <laughs> Have you seen the follow-up? Charlie bit me again. Yes. Jesus Christ, man, Jesus. Bite Charlie's finger one second time and it's nothing but obscene. Uh, May I ask you this? uh, This is another fun question. Uh, Is there a book you wish you had written? Let's start with uh, Mr. Dick. Yeah. Eat, pray, love. Really? Really? Why is that? What is it about that uh, particular Well, I would have called it sustenance, satellites are controlling my head, and pussy. Oh. <laughs> I would have But it would have been about the same. I would have bet you a thousand pounds of robots were going to make their way in there. <laughs> Really threw me for a loop. That's not I alive, hate by the way. That's not alive, by the way. Just in case you were wondering. Uh, it is. Don't listen. It's just to it reacts. It reacts. There's, uh, there's an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other, and they look identical. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Thompson. Is there a book that you wish you had written? Uh, I had to head election between the devil and the angel. Vote for the greater of two evils. 
gonna take another run at it. <laughs> Mr. Thompson, is there a book you wish you had written? Fear and Loathing on the McLaughlin Group. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Let me. I see the wizard is back behind the curtain. <laughs> Let me ask you, Hunt, um, where do you get your inspiration? What inspires you to write what you write? I've never been inspired. I've never gotten inspiration. Inspiration has always dragged me out of a sweet dreaming sleep into an alley where it kicked my ribs and shut on my face until in all its sweet mercy there was somehow an envelope full of papers to send back to the headquarters. So just everyday life. Uh, Mr. Dick, uh, where do you get your inspiration? Oh, speed and satellites mostly. I do speed, I listen to the satellites, I write down what they tell me. Really, I don't Bob's give your uncle credit. there's a book. <laughs> well, now, I just have time to, uh, to ask you some uh, questions from, uh, from, as you mentioned, Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, these are questions that people have sent in uh, via the social networking platform Twitter. Um, Usually in situations like this, the person asking the questions would identify the uh, question askers by their, their cute little handles, but uh, I believe that people on the internet do not deserve an identity or a voice. <laughs> so I'm just going to ask the questions and uh, they'll never get credit. That's as it should be. They uh, all Phil- come from the government anyway. Come exactly. On. Well, exactly. Uh, Philip K. Dick, uh, do you feel... You've gotten ripped off over the years. Yeah, I just I was talking about that earlier. I Austin, mean, who is who has seen the Matrix? Who here has seen the Matrix and was watching it and said, "That's fucking Philip. That's fucking Philip up there." The government stole the the one of the L's in my name, by the way. <laughs> That's that put to bed once and for all. Mr. Thompson, what was it like getting your ass kicked by the Hell's Angels? A crass question. I apologize. It felt like it felt like a feeling that I would have gladly taken four Sundays out of five over the feeling of when McGovern lost by over twenty points to Richard Nixon in nineteen seventy-two. Because it wasn't just my ribs getting kicked that time; it was actually the country getting kicked in all of its fifty states. Mr. Dick. Yes. The film based, as you mentioned, uh, the, the film based on your story, A Glass Darkly, that was tended to uh, Stanley Darkly, was uh, animated by use of a rotoscope. Now, you didn't like that, but are there, are there any other movies that might be improved? Why don't you by- do it in squiggle vision next time? <laughs> Dr. Katz, come on. <laughs> Are there any movies that you feel would be improved by uh, being drawn on? Well, 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 yeah, but not with rotoscope, whatever that. I would do, do something I call Bernie Mackinization. <laughs> Did you ever see the Bernie Mac show? The, the situation comedy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would write, you know, he would explain things. He would, uh, uh, I forget what they call it. They, they write on the screen to explain stuff. Like, like, like Chiron? Like, yeah, Chiron, that's right. It, you know, like Inception, like at the end, you, you know, you could write, the top fell, so you know. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, that's the future of that particular movie. 
At the end, the top falls. Should have written it. Then you get it. You know, in any movie, it's a romantic comedy. They're falling in love. Write that down so it's clear. It's romantic nice be... interest, Arrow. Indeed. Indeed. Mr. Thompson, what was the drug that helped your creativity the most? The micro- if you had to pick one. The microphone begins to take on the look of the spokesman for the audience. Pointed at me attentively and yet nonplussed by what I've given back to it. A face of a pig or nothing but excess uh, devolving into madness and horse races. It's, at this I point, love it's... to eat horse meat, by the way. Is that so? Yeah. <laughs> well, how, how my, much... my real name is Horse Lover Fat. I don't know if you know that. When I was a poor uh, author, I would go to the, the pet store and buy dog food, which is basically horse meat. And uh, I love it. Are you saying this uh, horse lover fat? Is, is that your given name? Philip Dick translates. Uh, Philip means uh, horse lover. In Dick means which? fat. <laughs> ancient something. Baltimore. Baltimore. Ancient Baltimore. Ancient Baltimore. <laughs> curious tongue. Known only to the natives and a few of the transients. Mr. Dick, can you explain the weird religion Mercerism from uh, your work, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Now that's a title for a movie. <laughs> yeah, Wilbur Mercer. This is how it works, okay? You've, you've, this is, you gotta pay attention Let's here. pretend I don't know. Okay. okay. You got this thing called an empathy box, right? I was trying to explain this earlier. You jack into the empathy box, and now you don't have to feel anymore. You are feeling what Wilbur Mercer feels, right? It's exactly like watching Oprah. <laughs> what do you guys, you consider the Oprah thing? It gives you excitement. It makes you sad. makes you want to read a book. That's what Mercerism is. You guys call it the O network or whatever. <laughs> I hope Sorry to piss no, you no, off. No, no, That's no. what it is. I'd like to hear Mercer's side of it. <laughs> uh, Mr. Thompson, should the government be doing more to protect the borders of the United States and, quote-unquote, bat country? Good God, that's a question, well, it will, that's a question worthy of Goebbels. <laughs> is, is that good? A filthy swine, a nativist uh, dogma trying to keep the uh, borders closed with nothing but the borders that would hold us back. Uh, the bats won't be having it, of course. Uh, Hunt, should you be inclined, which would you be more willing to forego, guns or the meds? That's a question from uh, Twitter. If you had to choose, I guess, a bit of a Sophie's choice for you. Uh, well, no, that would be, I would have to take the suicide option. <laughs> decision worthy of King Solomon suicide is the only time that a gun can get you high if you think about it <laughs> Philip uh, Hulk Hogan
Hogan also took lots and lots of vitamins, but never saw pink lasers with the secrets of the universe. What did he do wrong? Well, I don't know if it's what he did wrong. I don't think we, we take the psychosis that was Hulkamania seriously enough. <laughs> I think that really deteriorated his brain, and we all laughed and had a good time, but he was seriously fucked up on it Hulkamania. Positive. It seemed positive. Uh, yes, he everyone celebrated, it but it was thing. a mania. I mean, yes. he was a maniac. That's yes. not good. I don't so, see how any of when you... Hulkamaniacs couldn't want to eat ketchup and mustard on a hot dog after watching him wrestle. It's true. I, 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 I don't know why, but I'm going to ask you to repeat that. I didn't quite catch that. I can't imagine that any Hulkamaniacs wouldn't want to eat a hot dog with mustard and ketchup on it immediately after a Hulk Hogan nope, match. No, that's what it was. <laughs> Mr. Thompson, this is a bit of a personal question. Mr. Wells. This is a bit of a personal question. I hope you I don't object. mind. And feel free not to answer it. Is there any truth to the story of you murdering a child prostitute at Bohemian Grove? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the truth is, story. the story happened. Of course, the story. Of, uh, the, the, the story was there. Someone told it. The details are mired in a furious uh, ecstasy of a mad, uh, rolling hurricane of desire and want. Raul Duke was involved. No comment from the foreign affairs desk. Well, that story for you. What's that? I said you would have to ask the Bohemian uh, uh, ambassador. It's too bad he's not here tonight. Oh, is he? Was he that is a not. yes or a no? Tell your side of the story. Well, my side of the story was what part, why do you think I was silenced so quickly? I was on the story of my lifetime, the Bohemian Grove, of course. Well, there's no repercussions now. You can say whatever you like. You can admit to murdering t- t- tens of thousands of people. Well, they simply pretend to worship the devil and they fuck children. What else is there? <laughs> when you've got to go undercover that deep, it's got to look ugly. Did you murder that kid or not? <laughs> uh, one of my characters did. Boy, oh boy. I told the story. Fair enough. When you're faced with 100 people uh, with memories and cell phones, you don't cop to a first-degree murder or rape charge. How about if someone picked you up in a time machine and took you to a place where there were no repercussions whatsoever? Then what do you a do? A place where there's no repercussions, but suddenly there's no martinis in the bar backstage, only empty Heineken bottles. I'd say I was put on a gypsy train. I, I must admit, I wasn't prepared for that logic. Airtight. Mr. Dick, if androids dream of electric sheep, what do electric sheep dream of? I'm sorry, let me correct this. If androids dream of electric sheep, of what do electric sheep dream? I understood it the first time. Uh, look, everybody, there's no such thing as dreams and memories. They're all implants, okay? But if I did own an electric sheep, let's say, that would mean I get to put the implant in. I think I would put in a dream implant of a mother spider hatching an egg, and the egg breaks open, and hundreds of baby spiders pour out and then eat the mother spider. That would be my electric dream implant dream. <laughs> Question answered. 
Who doesn't love babies? That sounds like the that sounds like the business model for the New Times Corporation. Good thing you ducked on that. And we're the spiders. This is for the both of you. Any tips for aspiring writers? Mm. Don't feel bad about stealing the ideas of satellites. They're there to work with you. It's not stealing ideas. Okay? And eat horse meat. Oh, to have heard those golden pearls when I was just starting out myself. Mr. Thompson, any uh, tips for aspiring writers? And, And if you could, please say something insane. And there will be tips for aspiring writers if the coffee stays hot and they stay out of my toast. <laughs> Fucking chair! No, I don't. It's, it's, all, it's, all, it's just. You okay? Uh, fine, right? but suddenly start an affair with a different microphone. That's how you take care of a friend, HG. We're in the- Lesson learned, there was a real goofus and gallant situation that just happened. I am ashamed to say, I wear the face of a goofus. I didn't notice these were sure brand microphone stands. That's an honest corporation, trucked in all the way from Taiwan. There's magic in that name. Never trust a product that tells you what it is. Sure. You think there could be a more glowing word to use for the brand name of right. something? Like, sure. Yes, definitely. Sure. Absolutely. That would be a nice name. A milk yeah. toast way to remember it. But it's been like, sure, why not? Maybe I'll work tonight. Uh, let me ask the both of you what do Might you. Might as well name it Jimmy Carter brand microphone. Microphones are basically robot ears, if you think about it. And if you don't, then not. Let me ask you... And uh, then the government wins. What do you do when you get writer's block? Mm, well, uh, that's a literal block right there. I write a byline. No, no, so your, no, cure, your cure for writer's block is writing. <laughs> That is handy. When I have the writer's uh, block, there is no cure needed because uh, the, the byline is there. Memos from the... Well, now he's, pre- 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 he's presented in my lap and I <clears throat> don't know what to say. Writer's block is basically... You just need to turn around. When you have writer's block, you're basically looking in the wrong direction. You're looking in the past instead of the future because mm. your words are in the future, if you think about it. <laughs> And if you've run out of words, you must be looking the wrong direction. That actually sort of makes sense. Robot tie. That's what I'll say. Come on, HG, with me? It is a bit of a robot tie. No offense to the gentleman who no. perhaps isn't a robot. Yeah, he went to a robot store. He can't help yes. it. Oh, he's taking the tie off. He's fighting against the robots, and now he is allowing them passage. Oh, my word. Wow. <laughs> gentleman was not at all happy about Jesus being accused God. of wearing a robot tie. It looks like Kenny Rogers really did just drop in to see what condition I was in. Weird, weird bit of... Weird bit of Catskills crowd work from Hunter S. Thompson. 
I'm glad, there's, I'm glad there's a sane mind back at the front headquarters at the old bureau chief desk to make sure that the insane readings are able to be <clears throat> somewhat digested by an audience. No, as are we all. And I have one final question also from uh, Twitter for both gentlemen. What are you, nuts? Oh, I'd rather be nuts than boring. Thank I'm fine you. being boring. Fair play to you. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is... Uh, unless there are any questions from the audience who are ready to wrap this thing up. Anyone, oh, go uh, back anyone all live in the audience have a question for uh, any of the authors? Yes, this gentleman here. Um, is a robot takeover inevitable? Is the robot yes, takeover... it's I'll already happening. <laughs> Please. Like I said, we're sitting up here speaking into robot ears. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> you guys all carry around these these so-called cell phones they're just cameras those are robot eyes leading to the government please did that answer your question yeah. all right uh one more yes what's your oh, uh, you yes what's your opinion of the film being john malkovich what is your opinion of the film being john malkovich that's just there's more than one know. level of reality another stolen idea from me <laughs> please one final question. Make it a good one. Yes? If the robot takeover is inevitable, then Terminator, what's your idea to Terminator... Can I stop you right there? Yeah. What do you think he's going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have for this, uh, this session. Thank you. My thanks to Philip K. Dick, Hunter S. Thompson, and the Marquis de Sade for their time. Special thanks to Messrs. Matt Besser, James Adomian, and Andy Daly for no particular reason. This podcast is produced by Messrs. Ben Zelovansky and Paul F. Tompkins, with special material written by Mr. Zelovansky. The producers wish to thank Cody Fisher, Jim Yatto, Alex Berg, Susan Hale, and everyone at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theatre Los Angeles, and Lauren Rock and Joel Arkeos at 826LA. Our theme was composed and performed by Mr. Eben Schletter, Esquire. Our program is recorded live and monthly at the UCB Theatre Los Angeles. If you'd like to attend a future recording, tickets may be acquired at ucbtheatre.com. The theatre donates all proceeds to 826LA. For updates on future performances, please like the Dead Authors page on Facebook. For additional updates or to ask questions of our guests from the safety of your very own thumbs, follow us on Twitter, at DeadAuthorPod. The original Dead Authors reading series was created by Mr. John Korn. Until next time, this is H.G. Wells saying the show is over.